1: This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Weiner. What is to be done at this point about voting and vote suppression in the November election? Ari Berman is our man on voting rights. He's a former senior contributing editor for The Nation. He wrote the definitive book on the subject. It's called Give Us the Ballot, The Modern Struggle for Voting Rights in America. His writing has appeared in The New York Times, Rolling Stone, and The Guardian, as well as The Nation. And he's a frequent guest and commentator on MSNBC and NPR. He's currently senior reporter at Mother Jones. In a recent conversation at TheNation.com with the magazine's publisher and editorial director, Katrina Vandenhuvel, before Trump was hospitalized for COVID-19, Katrina asked about what the Supreme Court might do if we had a Republican challenge like Bush v. Gore in Florida in 2000, but this time in many states.
2: That's one reason why they want Amy Coney Barrett on there so badly, because I think they know there's a good chance Donald Trump loses, there's a good chance they know Mitch McConnell loses, and they want the court to try to nullify um, everything the Democrats have done. I will say that I do think that all of Trump's comments about the Supreme Court deciding the election, it sets a very scary precedent. I also think it's going to make it harder for the justices to actually do that. Like in Florida, it was more of a silent coup, right? I mean, people were not aware of the possibility of the Supreme Court deciding the election. Maybe they were aware at some point during the recount, but it wasn't like, month before the election we're saying, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be 537 votes in Florida and the Supreme Court's going to stop the counting and declare George W. Bush the winner. But everyone's aware of that possibility now. And so I, I think I'm not putting anything past this court. This is the court, as you mentioned, that gutted the Voting Rights Act, that upheld the Muslim ban that has done all sorts of terrible things. But I think this would be way, way, way worse than Bush v. Gore given what's happening, and I think it would be the biggest constitutional crisis in this country's history if the Supreme Court were to once again decide the election, this time in favor of Trump.
1: Then Ari was asked if he thought the Biden campaign and the Democratic Party were prepared to deal with Trump's plans to steal the election.
2: I will say they've been very aggressive in filing litigation, much, much, much more aggressive than in 2016. They have a much bigger voter protection effort than in 2016. Many more people are aware of these efforts now. You have national figures like Stacey Abrams that are embedding voter suppression, uh, sorry, they're embedding voter protection teams with all of the state Democratic Party. So like in Wisconsin, during the primaries, they did a phenomenal job helping people vote and helping people cast absentee ballots. And when I, you know, I talked to Ben Wickler, the, the, the Democratic Party chair there, he basically said that what they're trying to do is you know, they, they, they went from trying to convince people to vote to helping people vote. And I think that, that's the difference this year. There's less focus on persuasion and more focus on getting your own voters to have their ballots count. So I think this is, this is, the Democratic Party is a lot more organized than they were before, but they don't control all the levers of power. They don't control the Supreme Court. They don't control the presidency. They don't control the Senate. And they don't control many, if not all of the key swing states in terms of the state legislature. So there's a lot of opportunity for Republicans to screw around here. Um, And the closer the election is, the better the chances are that they screw around with it. If it's an overwhelming election, if Joe Biden wins Arizona and North Carolina and Florida and maybe Ohio and maybe Iowa, it's going to be very, very difficult to overturn the will of the voters. If it's 270 electoral votes that he wins, and it's within 500 votes in Pennsylvania, um, I would start getting a little bit nervous in that situation.
1: And what about recent <clears throat> and what about recent court decisions on voting rights going to the Supreme Court before the election?
2: There's a very good chance of it reaching the Supreme Court before the election because the Republicans are already appealing all of these decisions. So there's actually been a number of good decisions um, recently. Uh, in the courts, for example, in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, in all three states, if your ballot is postmarked by election day or in the case of Michigan the day before, your ballot can arrive after election day. Meaning if you're concerned about things like post office delays, you now have more time for your ballot to be counted. And that's one of the main reasons why ballots are thrown out. It's because they arrive too late. And so this can really help mitigate that. But of course, the Republican Party and Trump are appealing all of these rulings um, to the Supreme Court. Um, in, in Wisconsin, in, in Pennsylvania, and Michigan, I will say there was just a decision in Wisconsin by three geo-pointed judges who are very, very conservative judges. And they upheld a ruling that gave people more time to vote. So actually, both Republicans and Democrats in the courts are are making rulings, making it easier for people to vote. I would be surprised, although not shocked, <laughs> if the Supreme Court overruled all of these decisions. Um, But again, um, I'm not going to predict what the court has done because they've done a number of terrible things on voting rights. So I don't want to say that I'm super confident about it. But I will just say there's a long record in the lower courts of making voting easier, particularly because of the pandemic and giving people more time, knowing this is an unprecedented situation we're in.
1: Ari was asked about mail-in ballots that were rejected because of errors of missing information. Have Democratic Party attorneys been successful in pushing for ways for voters to correct problems on their mail-in ballots?
2: Yeah. So, that's a really good question. And that's one of the things that we're dealing with now. We saw a huge number of ballots rejected during the primaries because they either arrived too late or people didn't understand the rules or couldn't comply with them. So, ballots arrived too late or people didn't have a witness signature in states that need it, or people didn't sign their ballots clearly enough, or election officials didn't think the signature was clear enough, or people didn't sign the ballots at all, or people put it in the wrong envelope. I mean, there's so many rules with mail voting that, again, I am just encouraging people, if you're overwhelmed by mail voting, you have the option to still vote in person. And what public health experts say is that voting in person is pretty much akin to going to the supermarket. There is some risk associated with it, but it's a a relatively low risk um, for most people. So I just want people to know about that because I think people have gone so overboard. With vote by mail they've completely forgotten that there's still a whole nother option that in my opinion is much more likely to have your vote counted so i'm not telling people how to vote but i'm just saying if you have all these concerns about mail voting know that there are still options in every single state for you to vote a different kind of way um this is a thing we're seeing in north carolina right now because north carolina over hundreds of thousands of people have already voted by mail and there uh was a a fairly high rate of rejection initially, something like 4% of ballots were rejected, which is enough to swing a close election. But over time, there's a process to fix those ballots and the rejection rate has gone down to about 1%. So 1% is enough to swing a close election if many more Democrats are voting by mail and many more Democrats are having their votes invalidated. But we're also seeing that over time, those numbers are going down. And so I just think it's so important to understand the rules ahead of time. Uh, And I just keep making this point because I just can't emphasize it enough that the earlier you do this, the better chance you have to fix whatever problems you have. It's going to be very hard to fix problems with mail ballots three days before the election. I just want to be honest with people. Um, it's a lot easier to fix them 34 days before the election. So if you're going to vote by mail, you absolutely need to request your ballot now. Um, do not wait. Uh, a week before the election, because it's going to be very, very difficult, both for it to arrive in time, um, but also to have it counted. What, what election officials are saying, what the post office is saying is request your ballots two weeks before the election, um, mail it back within a week before. I would say do it as early as possible, because there's really no harm if your mind um, is made up. And then understand that a lot of states have a lengthy early voting period. New, New York, for example, has two weeks of early voting. Michigan right now, you can re- request a mail ballot and vote at the same time. Uh, in person at the polls. So essentially, you're doing mail voting at the polls. Wisconsin's going to have two weeks of early voting. Pennsylvania has early voting for the first time. Same kind of thing as Michigan. You can request a mail ballot and vote um, at the polls. Texas, a state where it's very hard to vote by mail, they're going to have three weeks of early voting. And so in almost every key state that's going to decide the presidency, it'll be A, easy to vote in person, meaning easy to get an absentee ballot, but B, there's going to be options to vote early in almost all, if not all of those states. And that's something that people should know about.
1: On election night, Trump may be in the lead in some swing states where more Republicans vote in person and more Democrats vote by mail and the vote by mail ballots haven't been counted yet. Trump plans to claim victory at that point. Does this possibility mean Democrats should vote in person rather than voting by mail?
2: So it really depends on the state. The Washington Post had a good breakdown of this this morning. Some states allow ballots to be processed right when they arrive, right? So if mail ballots arrive early, for example, in North Carolina, they're going to be processed earlier. Um, In some states, uh, they don't process the ballots, both in-person and mail ballots, until later. And then in other states, like in Wisconsin and in Michigan and Pennsylvania, where the deadline for ballots has been extended, meaning that your ballot can arrive if it's postmarked by election day after election day, that just means it's gonna take a little bit longer. And so I think we just have to reset um, all our expectations about this. In some states, we might know a winner on election night, but in other states, we almost certainly won't. It's very, very unlikely that we're gonna know the winner in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania because they have given people more time to vote. That's a good thing. It's a good thing that people have more time to vote. And it's just, it's far more important to be accurate to be quick. And I think the media, particularly cable news, has a vital role to play in how they cover this. They really have to walk people through the process to understand that election night is going to be like halftime in many states. It's not going to be the end of the game and that there's a whole nother half left in terms of counting ballots. And Steve Kornacki and all of these numbers, John King, all these numbers guys, they need to really walk people through it and they need to have bipartisan secretaries of state on there on election night to understand and after the process. So we need the Republican secretary of state in Washington or in Kentucky or in Ohio to get on there and to explain to people and the Democratic secretary of state in Michigan and and California to explain to people how this process is going to work because Trump is absolutely going to try to prematurely declare victory, but he can't actually declare himself the winner of the election. I just my big pet peeve here is don't give Trump any more power than he actually has. Don't give him powers that he doesn't actually possess. And so I just think we have to walk people through it. They need to understand the process. It's gonna take longer this year. We're probably not gonna know who the winner of the election is um, on November 3rd. And uh, that's just the reality and we all just have to adjust to it. Ari Berman,
1: in conversation with Katrina vandenhoevel for The Nation, you can watch and or listen to their full conversation